Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Wheat. I own a pickup truck, but I haven't driven it in about a year. I changed jobs and I didn't need to drive from site to site like I did. So I parked my truck over the winter. Now the battery is dead and who knows what the mechanics are like on it. But I haven't bought gas in about a year. And this is when gas prices in Canada have increased quite a bit. Used to be about $1.50 a liter when I stopped driving. Now it's about $2 a liter. I don't even think about it. But gas is a big deal around the world. Over in the Ukraine, the Russian oil gas pipelines, they're being talked about. Here in Canada, pipelines are a big deal. North America, there was the Dakota Access Pipeline where people were arguing about where the pipeline was going through traditional Dakota territory without their consent. There's also the Enbridge lines that want to go through Great Lakes without the uh, indigenous people's consent. And over on the west coast, there's the coastal gas lines that also go through unsurrendered traditional territory, largely without their consent. Now there's conflict there because there's Indian Act leaders and there's hereditary leaders. But I'm not going to get into that. What I'm getting into is this whole cultural structure that supports oil and gas. I'm going to go through some of the news articles of today and talk about this. In BC, the builder of the coastal gas link pipeline has been fined $170,000 after the inspectors found there was repeated issues of erosion and sediment control. So this erosion, right, where is it going to go? It's going to go into the rivers and then that affects the ecosystem. That's just basics. So that erosion and sediment, that environmental degradation, that's what the traditional indigenous defenders are trying to protect because there's animals and plants that are important to different cultures that are being destroyed by this infrastructure development. So after a long time, after a lot of inspectors went to this gas link and finally, after all the repeated warnings, the, the, the company had 37 warnings and 16 orders and two administrative penalties. Now, finally, they've been fined $170,000, which for this probably billion dollar company isn't a lot of money. Now, what I want to know is why police politicians and judges protect these companies sure this one company got one fine this one time a small slap on the wrist i wouldn't even say it's a slap on the wrist it's such a small amount of money when some of these ceos probably make this in a few months you know they get the bonuses when they quit their jobs or their business fails so there's a lot of money for these people so why do the police the politicians and the judges protect them is it so that they can have the money as well because their system, their colonial system, is based on oil and gas. Now let me give examples. In Alberta, the appeal court says the environmental impact law violates the Constitution. So here, in the court, they're appealing a law that's protecting the environment and protecting future generations so that oil and gas can be developed. That's in Alberta. In B.C., an indigenous land defender named William George of the Tsleil-Waututh First Nation was protesting the Trans Mountain Pipeline. He got arrested and he's been put in jail. 
I'll say it because it bears repeating. This part of British Columbia doesn't have treaties. Doesn't have these ancient treaties where the colonists just came in and took everything. So this is unsurrendered land where these police are going in against the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People. They're breaking that law by arresting these Indigenous defenders on their own land when they're protesting against the colonial infrastructure going in. So the police arrest these people. And it's not just the police go in and arrest them. In the news, there was another article about the emails that these police were doing regarding the arrests of journalists covering these stories. Last November in 2021, a couple of journalists were covering this coastal gas link protest. So the RCMP alleged that these journalists had breached a civil injunction that prohibits people from interfering with construction. I'll read that again. These journalists who are covering this protest that is on unsurrendered territory that has environmental degradations, the RCMP alleged that these journalists had breached a civil injunction that prohibits people from interfering with construction. It prohibits people from interfering with construction that destroys the environment and is built on unsurrendered Indigenous territory. So, one month later, Coastal GasLink said that it would no longer pursue charges against the two journalists, but it did not explain why. I'll explain why. Because the police work for the corporations. They protect the corporations because work has to be made, right? We have to have those resources so that people can drive around and feel important. So that people can have money a bit more than the person next to them so that they can feel important. They need to colonize. They need to take the resources from people who actually own them so that they can feel important. These are worshippers of mammon. They worship wealth and money rather than knowledge and honor and the reality that other animals have the right to exist as well. And that we indigenous people take that sacredly and seriously. That's the problem here in Canada. The judges, the politicians, the police... They work together to get the resources for their colonizer friends. That's how Canada works. And if you look at some of the footage that was taken from these this, this time period, there's trail cameras that show police going into these unsurrendered territories illegally trying to drum up some crime that they can then charge people with, arrest them, jail them, so that the construction can continue. That's how it works here in Canada. And I'm supposed to believe that the judges, the politicians, and the police are on my side, the indigenous civilian. I don't believe that because I see the evidence that points to the other direction. The other part of the story is the police changed their story about what they were doing in that area. There's news articles about the emails. The story was changed by the police so they can cover themselves up, so they can protect themselves. It's not a thin blue line. It's a thick blue wall. And what everybody needs to realize is they are on stolen land. These colonizers live on stolen indigenous land. There are laws in place that are supposed to protect indigenous people. The police are supposed to protect indigenous people. The infrastructure is supposed to help indigenous people. But instead, these colonizers work together, the Alberta judges, the police, and then some of these right-wing journalists also go all in so that they can have those sweet resources so they can drive around and feel important. If I sound upset, it's because I've been watching this happen for decades. 
And we're supposed to care about it because we're indigenous. And we're supposed to care about it because we're Canadian. And we're supposed to care about it because we're smart and we care about the future. But the reality is nobody cares about it. There's plastic being found in fish that's being bioaccumulated when we eat it. This has been happening for decades. Where does the plastic come from? It's a petroleum byproduct. That's oil and gas coming from indigenous land. Whether or not there's treaties on it doesn't really matter because the colonial government will allow the corporations to go in and they will use the police to protect that. And that's a fact. That's what we've been dealing with in Canada for hundreds of years as indigenous people. And we're not allowed to live our traditional lives. We have to live like modern white people, modern Europeans. I have to send my kids to school, right? I can't teach my kids traditional things, right? These are the laws that are in place to make sure everybody conforms. And when people don't conform, whether or not they're actually part of Canada, right, it's unsurrendered territory, and whether or not they're doing their job just observing the events like journalists, they will get arrested and jailed by the colonial groups in this country that want to remain in power. It's as simple as that. That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.